0: Okay. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Dick Samuels, and I'm delighted to be chatting with my colleague uh, from the University of Toronto, Philip Lipsey, about Prime Minister Abe's announcement yesterday that he had to be, that he'd be stepping down uh, due to health issues. And what we thought were, we'd exchange thoughts here on, on three topics. First, what the Prime Minister Abe accomplished. Second, uh, how the succession will unwind. And third, the challenges uh, that remain for his successor. So, Philip, why don't you get started and, and talk about what, what you think the accomplishments were?
1: Yes, I think, I think uh, I'll focus primarily on the economic side. Um, you know, I, I think Abenomics wasn't perfect, but there are some meaningful accomplishments. The unemployment rate is, uh, even despite COVID-19, at very low levels, Um, You know, the government couldn't hit its nominal GDP and inflation targets, but generally speaking on the macroeconomic side, the direction of change under Abe was positive. Uh, And on structural reforms where there tends to be more criticism, there is also some bright spots like labor market reform where the government emphasized things like work-life balance and female labor force participation, uh, so-called womanomics, and agricultural reform where they uh, really uh, meaningfully reduced the power of uh, JA Japan Agricultural Cooperatives and uh, resuscitated the TPP. Um, so I, I think on the economic reform side, there are shortcomings, but also meaningful progress.
0: Great. Um, f- from my perspective, uh, on the political side, I-, I thought the greatest accomplishment was was establishing a period of remarkable stability after a period of remarkable instability. You know, in the first six years uh, after the retirement of Prime Minister Koizumi in two thousand six, Japan had seven prime ministers, eleven foreign ministers, sixteen defense ministers from two different parties. It was it was very hard um, to uh, uh, to follow and to and really for its Japan's friends to work with them. And the question going forward will be whether or not anyone is capable of reproducing his electoral successes, which was you know three general elections and three upper house election successes since 2002 and 12 and and it's certainly not going to be um uh, former prime minister Asa who engineered the historic defeat mm-hmm. to the to the dpj yeah. in 2009 but what about succession what, what how do you see that as online
1: so i mean you know it's it's anybody's guess at this point but um, you know suga seems to be the safe caretaker option he obviously you know has been deeply involved in the abe Government. But, uh, you know, I suspect the LDP would be interested in a popular figure uh, who they can use uh, to uh, call a relatively early election given the continuing disarray of opposition parties. And so for that, Ishiba, you know, someone like Kono uh, perhaps looks more credible. Um, uh, You know, of course, Kishida is also often mentioned uh, but i think that from a substantive standpoint i think the greatest risk is losing focus on economic reforms and abenomics, which in many ways were an important accomplishment of the right. Abe government and many of these successors don't necessarily stand out as you know sort of being strong advocates uh, for that maybe suga is, is sort of an exception there
0: well i sort of think of this as, as a as a single highway with multiple lanes all heading in the same direction. You don't see anybody who's going to veer off into some other direction. And I think you're absolutely right. There's a caretaking lane whose drivers would, would be the ones like Suga or 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 Aso, uh, who would hew most closely to Prime Minister Abe's priorities until the formal end of his term, if they don't call this the snap election. And that there'd be another lane, that faster lane maybe with marginally more independent drivers like Ishiba or Kono, who would focus less on flattering Donald Trump and more on preparing mm-hmm. for can be. But whoever succeeds him, um, some of Prime Minister Abe's unfinished business is going to remain unfinished. Amendment of the Constitution, a deal with Russia. But basically I think we should expect continuity, don't you think, uh, in in Japanese domestic politics and foreign policy?
1: Yeah, um I, I would expect a fair bit of continuity. And and you know the challenges very much remain similar. Um, you know, the 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 basic challenges that Japan face are in in many ways, continuing. right Uh, On the domestic side, you can point to things like an aging society, and um, in foreign policy, the rise of China. And Abe arguably dealt with those reasonably effectively, but they're not solved. They're ongoing challenges. And so um, in that sense, I think the successors will also very much have to deal with these problems and uh, face similar challenges. And of course, there's unfinished business. You mentioned a few, but I would also point to energy and climate change, which is uh, an area where Abe, um, you know, has made marginal progress, but I think on climate change in particular, there's a lot more room for Japan to uh, make a big contribution. And some social issues like LGBTQ rights, uh, which there's been a sea change in Japanese public opinion, but the government really hasn't responded to that. Uh, So marriage equality is one, um, and other issues like allowing separate surnames, dual citizenship, uh, are areas where, uh, uh, in my view, social challenges still very much remain.
0: I agree, um, and on the on the foreign policy, security policy side, maintaining and you mentioned it a balanced relationship with China at a time when nationalism on both sides could drive the relationship off off the rails.